Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In 1857, approximately 10,000 residents of Oregon had the task of voting for their new state constitution, and they were asked three questions. The first, do you vote for the constitution? Note that the new constitution stipulated that no black person, quote, not residing in this state at the time of the adoption of this constitution shall come, reside, or be within this state or hold any real estate, or make any contracts, or maintain any suit therein. Overwhelmingly, voters supported their constitution. Second question, do you vote for slavery in Oregon? And the voters of Oregon rejected the institution of slavery within their borders. Third question, do you vote for free Negroes in Oregon? And the majority voted no. 
This wasn't an act of cognitive dissonance. In the article this episode was based on, How Stuff Works spoke via email with David F. Walker, a writer and adjunct professor at Portland State University. He explained, It was pretty simple. Early settlers in Oregon didn't want Black people here. It wasn't so much that they were opposed to slavery as they didn't like Blacks. How Stuff Works also spoke via email with Belita Imarisha, a professor in the Black Studies Department at Portland State University, who travels around Oregon facilitating programs on Oregon's racial history. She explained, Oregon was birthed at this intersection of being anti-slavery and anti-Black. But in no way was Oregon anti-slavery because they believed in racial justice. They were anti-slavery because they considered this to be white man's land and they came to build a racist white utopia. Their goal was to keep out or push out all people of color. She continued, that is why the first exclusionary law in 1844 outlawed slavery and also banned black people from living here. And including the Lash Law said the black people would be whipped publicly every six months up to 39 lashes until they left the state. That is the brutal mechanism Oregon set in place to further its conception of this state as a white homeland. Oregon exemplifies what was going on in the rest of the U.S. at the time. Only, as Emerisha notes, the state was bold enough to write it down. So, how did it change? Various laws eventually made these exclusionary laws illegal, from state constitutional amendments to the Civil Rights Act but those didn't necessarily fix the problem. Walker offers more history to understand the context of the time. He said, it wasn't until World War II when the Kaiser shipyards needed people working on the assembly line that blacks were really allowed in the state. In the early 1900s, members of the Ku Klux Klan were deputized officers of the law in Portland. All of this still lingers in the air. Marisha cited a report released by the Portland Housing Bureau in 2015. She said the report, quote, found that if you are Black, if you are Latino, if you are Indigenous, you cannot afford to live in Portland. So, in essence, Portland is still a white homeland. It begs the question, if the mechanisms are different, but the outcome is the same, how much have things really changed? But things are progressing in direct opposition to the stated goals that founded the state of Oregon. Imarisha said, The very fact that Black communities exist in Oregon at all is astounding, because they were never meant to. Under the most brutal and oppressive conditions, Black people and other people of color have resisted, they have organized, they have built, and they have struggled to make Oregon a better state for everyone. Communities of color do not need saviors to tell us how it's done. We need allies. Today's episode is based on the article, Racial History, Oregon Was Whites Only Until 1926, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Brian Young. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. <laughs> 